calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I'm here to kill chaos. That's my mission. Looks like chaos has been waiting for us. I only know one thing. I want to kill chaos. I need to. This is the Shrine of Chaos. He's here. Chaos. We're here to kill chaos. It's garlic. No. I become chaos. Hmm? Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Simon Cardi and with me this week is Dale Driver. Hello, I'm here to kill chaos. <laughs> Who isn't? We will get onto that. <laughs> that. You may already have he- heard a clip about killing chaos. That, that was my plan going into mm-hmm. this and it probably will open the show. Joe, are you here to kill chaos? No, I'm here to kill Dale Driver. What? <laughs> that's, wow. that's the twist. What a twist. Are you chaos? I am chaos. Oh my god! There we I'm go. living chaos. We're in. We're in a battle to the ages, like, like in Robot Wars or whatever. Robot Wars is the first one you went to. That's the battle for the ages that I think of. <laughs> chaos Two is in that as well. So, chaos versus chaos. Yeah, two. I don't like chaos Two. He thinks he's a better version of me. The chaos. <laughs> you, you're always a wheelie big cheese man looking at you. I'm not. I'm a hypno disc man. Don't be rude. You, know, you can't be a hypno disc would actually just demolish anything. Imagine like if you've part. never seen Robot Wars at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, then don't listen to well, our fucking podcast. I don't want anyone who hasn't watched Robot Wars listening to this. <laughs> Bold statements, but I, I can't say that I disagree with them. Um, if you don't know what anything we've been talking about there, Robot Wars or Chaos, hopefully Chaos will. You know, it will it will definitely reappear later, and we'll explain why we're talking so much about chaos. Um, but E3 was last weekend, and pretty much all week, loads of shows, and basically we're here to talk about what we thought was good. Maybe some things we thought weren't as good, but I think mostly things we think are good because, you know, there were there were some shows that were good, and there were some shows that weren't good. But mm. we're going to focus on the stuff that was good. <laughs> um, what did you guys just think of overall? Was it nice to have E3 back, despite, Joe, you having to work about 400 hours in two days? <laughs> well, I like 
that it wasn't like last year where what was E3 was then a three-month-long gamut of randomly announced things that kept happening. So that was nice to have it mm-hmm. all in one weekend again, Sony aside, but they'll, they will insist on being so very cool. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I liked, I liked that it was all one thing. It, I liked that it felt like an event. I liked that it felt like everyone had a bit of something to show. But I do feel like you can tell either people don't want to show their big stuff at shows like this or people don't have stuff to show right now because everything's been delayed um it was mm-hmm. a, it was a slimmer conference than i was expecting going in um but we will talk about a couple of conferences that i do think had were quite yeah. stacked for uh, announcements well i think we're gonna lead with those so let's just get straight into it why not let's go with actually the most recent one uh which was nintendo uh and where else to start but finally people got to see breath of the wild 2 yes. joe were you excited? Yeah, absolutely I was. Like, I wasn't surprised. Uh, I think some mm-hmm. people were genuinely, like, thinking that they wouldn't show Breath of the Wild 2, which they, would have they been... They had to this time, didn't absolutely they? Absolutely yeah. nuts. Um, yeah. But I wasn't expecting Breath of the Wild 2 to open on a shot that looks like it's a Skyward Sword game now, which I'm mm-hmm. very excited about. There's all sorts of theories going around now about what any of this means, if there's, like, two timelines... If islands are actually dungeons, these are floating islands, if you haven't seen the trailer. I'm just going to assume people have watched everything we're talking about. Um, And uh, if there's two links, if one of the links is a placeholder and is maybe actually Zelda, and they're not showing you that yet, loads of stuff. And I think that's what... I think we talked about this on NVC after the show. Like, there's so much to pull out of this trailer, and it's less than a minute and a half long. And half of it is, like, just one shot of a castle floating. So... I think that goes to show how much more there is here when a lot of people considered this maybe a game that was just reusing assets from Breath of mm. the Wild. Like, it looks like a very different game already, and I'm mm-hmm. very excited about that. And flamethrowers. <laughs> exactly. Flamethrowers. Link had a lot of mini flamethrower. The most exciting bit to me, I think I mentioned to you before, was that I'm guessing it's an ability. We're not sure where it looks like he's basically using water to like warp through floors to the other side of them. I like that ability a lot. Yeah. Um, I want to use that. Um, yeah, it's just kind of... They've said 2022. Who knows? Hopeful, you know? I know I've said but, um, on this podcast for two years that it would be coming out this Christmas every year, <laughs> and it's never come true. But I really yeah. do think it will come out next year. I think it would be pretty pretty bizarre if it didn't given the length of time they've been working on it yeah and they nothing about a new nintendo switch has obviously been heavily rumored but would make sense if they came at the same time Is like it, original switch and breath of the wild there's a good little uh a good little theory going out there that um they seem to have uploaded the breath of the wild 2 trailer in 60 frames per second which uh mm. isn't possible on a switch so mm. to our knowledge um, so it's coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Correct. Well, they've been bought by the, they've been bought by Bethesda. <laughs> Bethesda buying their own companies now. <laughs> Shell companies um, everywhere. Del, are you into Breath of the Wild too? You yeah. going to play it? Uh, yeah, I will play it. Um, I enjoyed Breath of the Wild not as much as uh, the rest of the world apparently, but I did really. I liked the game and I had a good time of it. I just didn't really have a desire to go back and play again. Uh, yeah, I I'm excited. When, when do you think we're going to get a name for this though? How long are we going to be calling it Breath of the Wild 2? They have told us, Nintendo told us in an interview, that they're not giving away the name because it could give away elements of the game itself that aren't currently out there. 
So, okay. so it's not that it's spoilers for the game, oh, it's spoilers okay. for their own announcements about the game. And I would expect that be, at least one or two directs um, before yeah. that show this. Um, I wonder what that means. Maybe it is something to do with timelines then? I think it, timelines, could be, it could be timelines, it could be characters. Like characters, it could be co-op, it could be dungeons. Like there's any number of ways, you know, if you look at like, if I'm going all the way to one version of this, you know, like Four Swords mm. Adventures tells you that it's a four-player Zelda game, like that kind yeah. of thing. I right. could imagine them building that kind of thing in. I hope it's just not Breaths of the Wilds. Um, but <laughs> The <laughs> but Death we'll of Chaos. Death of Chaos yeah. would be good too. I'd be up for that. <laughs> well, I've noticed a lot of uh, discourse on the old Twitter about uh, the, the weapons degrading oh, conversation. I've been going well. ever since it. Weapons degrading Came was a good out, thing. Everyone needs to get. Yeah, I never grip. had like I, I played that whole game and never had a problem with it. I just understood I, it was I, part of it. I have small issues with it, but I don't <laughs> want it gone. I basically want it there. I just want it to be a little bit kinder. I just want. Okay. I don't want weapons to break as quickly as they did. I thought some weapons were literally three hits done. And I was like, this is a piss take. I think <laughs> we saw enough in that trailer that shows you that they're messing about with the abilities as well. You know, like there's a new mm-hmm. version of that stasis ability that seems to like push stuff back and, and stuff like that. And I think maybe the way in between that is you don't get rid of weapons degrading, but you give more of an arsenal of things to do that can hurt people without that stuff. One, I think it was Brian Altano said, like he wondered whether that new weird mechanical arm that Link has is maybe like a basic weapon that you have at all times so that you're never going to like mm. run out and be annoyed. Mm. Um, That'd be good. But yeah, we'll see what, we'll see what they do with that. I, the, the weapon degrading thing just needs to stop. Like it's how that it's game scary. works. If you took it's... it out, that game would be so much shitter because you'd be walking around forever, never finding any treasure. What would be yeah. the point? Like think it through. There we go. Yeah. You can't, you either have to have, weapon degrading or some sort of upgrade system you can't have neither yeah and it worked well for that game so there we go um wasn't the only zelda game announced though there's another chance to play zelda 1 2 and zelda Link's awakening game boy advance edition on <laughs> just game boy color zelda. edition actually oh game boy original is edition. it sorry yeah oh i i am so wrong yeah um but uh zelda game and watch anyone picking that up personally i couldn't care less but you know i love People, I, I love people. You I do love said. people. I, I know that love people. I know that love. It felt. I know that people love their little trinkets, and don't, I've been guilty of this. I bought like the NES Mini. Yeah. Never really played it. Yeah, like it's a nice thing to have, I suppose. I feel like I've bought a few of these, but I know now, and I knew before, but I was just wasn't admitting it to myself that I'm buying them as like collectors yep. things, right? I'm just buying it to have it. So you never know one day in the future it might be valuable or, you know, it might be cool to have and look back on. But I bought the Mario one of these Game of Watches, mm. never took it out of the box. In fact, I think it's in my loft right now when I moved house. I just put it into a box with my old stuff. Up it went. We'll never right, look so at it. I didn't buy the Mario one, but someone gave it to me. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to say no to them giving me this. Um, and mm. I have it up on a shelf in this room and I really like looking at it. I think it's a really nice ornament. And go. that's, I think that's a lot of these Nintendo things to me. They're just yeah. like little reminders of cool stuff. And that's mm-hmm. the reason I kind of want this because I like the Zelda games, those Zelda games more than I like the Mario games on that mm. that thing. So that's I could kind of get into it. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think if you want to play those games, there's better ways yeah. to play oh, 100%. them. Yeah, 100%. On that. And also like... <laughs> so. Zelda 1 and 2 haven't aged particularly well. And I think people I are going to remember people that when they get to them. Yeah. People will tell you they haven't. 
There's also that Zelda Game and Watch game on it as well, which I imagine is spectacularly shite. But well, that's but that's more an in joke than anything yeah, else. Yeah. That's an existing Game and Watch thing with a little link head. I, I thought that was cute. I, honestly, I like the watch thing the most, where it's like a little Zelda game playing out over the the time. I'm like, yeah, go on. I, I know. Like I know they're kind of stuck to the watch format, right? With the with the titling, but you're never using that thing as a watch. <laughs> I don't know Ever. what you mean. I've got one clip, <laughs> clipped to my belt right now. <laughs> your belt, the optimal place to check out the time. Yeah, because like, yeah, then I have, have to, to bend over. Like, just to literally hunch your whole body right over. <laughs> yeah. Stand in a mirror and then wear it backwards and work out the time. Stand in a mirror and wear it backwards. Yeah, sounds like, That's a, like a Zelda mechanic. <laughs> sounds like a song by Squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right something else that's uh coming back from the past metroid is back not the metroid prime game that everyone wants but another new game people didn't expect but people do want the first 2d metroid in 19 years Whoa. metroid dread which kind of looks a little bit like alien yeah i know metroid kind of is based in alien anyway mm. But this did look very alien. <laughs> My favourite detail about it is that Metroid games, 2D Metroid games in particular, always start you on the surface of a planet and have you going to the core of that planet. And this does it in reverse. Mm. You start at the core and you're trying to get to the surface. That's cool. And I think that's like a really nice, like, that gets that horror vibe over to me. Like it's an escape rather than an exploration. And I think that's really cool. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, this is a game they announced 15 years ago and they cancelled twice. Like, they've, it's taken them a long time to get here. And the people making it, Mercury Steam, are the ones who did that Samus Returns remake, which people liked. I didn't actually play it at the time because I'd stopped playing 3DS as much. Um, but they also made Castlevania Lords of Shadow. And particularly, for my interest, they made Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate, which was this 2D action Castlevania mm -hmm. that a lot of people really didn't like and I thought was fucking brilliant. Um, and if they've got a bit of that thinking to it, because it looks a bit action gamey in places as well. Um, I genuinely think this could be really, really cool. And it made me yeah. want my Switch to have 3DS 3D again. Like that weird <laughs> screen effect, because I bet it would look really good with those environments. I Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. I've never been... I don't have a great affinity for Metroid. I think I've... The only one I really play properly is Super Metroid. Mm. So these ones aren't... They're not close to my heart, but if it starts getting rave reviews, it's one I'll definitely check out. Yeah, uh, same. Uh, well, yeah, the only Metroid I've ever played is uh, Prime. They're the yeah. only ones I okay. ever played. So the 3D ones. So although I'm very familiar with what the 2D ones are, it'd be nice to have a modern take on it and might be a chance to check it out. Mm -hmm. it looks like it's it definitely one of those. And I think that's largely what this Nintendo conference was for me. A few, quite a few games, don't get me wrong, that I want to play, but quite a few games I was like, oh, I'm happy for people that have been wanting these things yeah. to either be re-released or a new one for ages. There was, I think it was quite nostalgia-heavy and that's what i was enjoying a lot so you also had things like advance wars one and two getting rebooted yeah. remastered i'm definitely <laughs> going to be playing those because they are excellent games uh same with super monkey ball banana mania the first three games remastered mm -hmm. that just sounds perfect for the switch mm -hmm. uh, and not um not a remaster but a new wario where yeah, yeah. can yes. you ever go wrong this is the fucking <laughs> one boys yes. they brought wario <laughs> back um the, the thing is... Co-op, Wario. Yeah, co-op. So you can fucking go furious at someone other than yourself when you get it all wrong. <laughs> um, the the thing I love about this, and I think WarioWare and Advance Wars are the things that really spoke to me about it, is like, this felt like a direct where they couldn't give you the a 
the A-grade stuff because it's either going to be worked on for Switch Pro if it exists or for another future console. Like, they, do, they don't do that many AAA Nintendo games. Um, but the thing I loved about it was it felt like they were kind of getting to all the, like, B-tier Nintendo stuff, like WarioWare, Advance Wars, these, these ones that have been gone for ages, but people mm. our age have very fond memories of. And it feels to me, like, a few years back they were saying, like, Splatoon is the start of us trusting young developers at Nintendo. And it feels like a bunch of people who are about the same age as me, have suddenly become game directors at Nintendo and gone like, I want to make fucking WarioWare because I haven't played <laughs> one it. for ages. Um, yeah. That's the good thing. about We'd have to wait ages for these either. WarioWare's September, October is Super Monkey Ball and Metroid mm-hmm. Dread, and then Advance Wars is December. It's nice to have games starting to come out again regularly 100%. as well. Did either of you watch so, the... September's looking very busy. Yeah. Did um, either of you watch the... Um... Uh, the the treehouse stuff after the I did Nintendo I only WarioWare. That's the only yeah. bit I watched. <laughs> but the bit in WarioWare, so you know Nine Volt, the character that always inv- is involved with other Nintendo games, turning them into micro games in WarioWare. In this one, it's like it looks like actual current games. So like, there's a Luigi's Mansion one, there's yeah. an Animal Crossing one, there's a Fire Emblem Three Houses one, and I'm like, I love that they're starting to build this idea of like amazing. other switch stuff into warioware i'm th- i think that's really funny i can't wait yeah. i i really hope it's got that vibe of the old game boy advance ones where it's just fucking stuffed with things to do and when you get high scores and enough mm-hmm. of them you unlock like hidden trinkets and i don't remember was it the first one where you get like a whole room of like extra mini games and they had like dr wario and like all oh, sorts of weird There's bullshit tons, i would it say was, out of all all the games shown at this thing though this was the only one where i'm like day one immediately i'm gonna buy this thing because it's such a great game to play with people who don't normally play games as well like so easy to just jump in like you can play it with kids i can play it with my niece and nephews my wife will be able to everyone can get angry yeah it's just a good time yeah very frustrating time but a good time and they fucked up at warrior so badly on wii u so i'm really glad that they're actually doing it what looks like a proper WarioWare mm-hmm. micro game again. It's going to be really fun. I'm going to be using my Switch a lot towards the end of this year after a little while off. I've not really used it too much. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We've got other stuff. We've got sequel to Mario and Rabbids. We've got Sparks of Hope, which was actually revealed at UB, but they showed some more at Nintendo. Looks very good. I never actually finished the first one, but I was enjoying it a lot. Um, so I'm looking forward to more of that. That's another one where people have been theorising, this can't be on the Switch. This must be on a new Switch. Uh, but mm. I, I, I saw people saying that. I like, it does look nice, yeah. but the first Mario Rabbids, if you go back, looks really good because it's got like a proper yeah. like chunky cartoon art style. Um, the thing I really love about this that I don't think has been talked about that much because they didn't show gameplay properly is it's not only is it like the first game, but it's you blast off between different planets and different planets are fully explorable and have like puzzles and NPCs to talk to and stuff to do and you can do things in any order. And the battles aren't on grids anymore. They're like Divinity Original Sin, like running around freely mm-hmm. outside of box, you know, like there's no grid-based stuff so it's a bit more freeform. And like, that all sounds wicked. Like they're not just making some straight sequel because it happened to do well. They're like, no, fuck it, we'll do loads more. Like, And they've... They've apparently like tripled the size of the team. There's like 300 people making it now, and you're like, that's yeah. cool. Well, they're bringing, although it's you know mainly Ubisoft involved in it, they're bringing those Nintendo kind of sensibilities of a sequel is not just ever a sequel; yeah. it is something. Yeah, new. and uh, yeah, I'm really into that. So that one's 2022 as well at the moment. No release date really, so we'll see about that. Uh, another one which just out of nowhere, uh, Fatal Frame <laughs> Maiden of Blackwater, originally on Wii U in 2014. 
like not against it but i'm just <laughs> like very confused there was all this lovely stuff and it was like fatal frame is back one of for me anyway like quite one of the scarier series of games mm. out there um yeah i don't know I, I imagine jesse has deep thoughts on this we don't have him on today yeah but... more than likely i'm i'm not a, <laughs> i'm not a fatal frame guy but this does strike me as one of those things where they're like they had i don't know i can't even remember who made this but like it strikes me as one of those ones where someone had a spare set of developers and they were like well i could probably make a quick buck like just get this out there again and i don't think there's anything wrong with that like people weren't playing it on wii u so put this game out there and and get people on it i think that's fun i've just messaged Mm -hmm. jesse on slack say what are your thoughts on fatal frame so i'll I'll try and back in with that nice (laughs) oh he said honestly never been a big fan all over that i would have put a lot of money on him being a fatal frame fan i'm glad oh well that you didn't do that okay Oh. Uh, a couple more from Nintendo. We had Shin Megami Tensei Five, which is coming out in November. I've never really tried one of these, but the trailer kind of got me interested because I've always known there's obviously the links to Persona, mm. but Persona just speaks to me a lot more. I'm wondering if this, like, there seems to be, maybe it's just me, anecdotally more hype building up around this one. I don't know if it is the Persona effect of people, like, they're trying to make Shin Megami Tensei happen in the West like persona has to that degree and i don't know if this is the one that maybe is gonna kick it into life i don't know day you're looking like it's all nonsense to you uh yes (laughs) (laughs) i had to edit a video which was a recap of the entire conference and i was just like i'll pick the most cinematic shots from this but what is going on i have no idea (laughs) well it's basically joe if i'm speaking right shimagami tensei is kind of like pokemon in a japanese high school in a, in a similar way to what persona is it's just pokemon demons like yeah. essentially you walk around you you grab some demons you stick them in a party and they batter people like there's not <laughs> it, like it's it's very it's very closely aligned with the with those the that lineage of games like i think mm-hmm. you can see that i've never personally done the mainline shin megami stuff i've done they did this um demon summoner spin-off which was like tactical rpg version of it which i thought was cool at the time um but this one looks like they pumped way more into it than usual like a lot of the time these mm-hmm. are sort of static images they don't do a lot of like 3d animation in some of these games so it's quite cool to see it as like a fully 3d game with again kind of pokemon battle style stuff going on i think that's that's quite fun i'm i don't know if i'm going to get around to playing it anytime soon but it is one of those yeah. things that i think the people who love this stuff seem to be being given a really premium version of the thing they love already which like can only be a good thing and also it's one of those games that was announced in 2017 and they never showed again so it does mean that there is hope for metroid prime and bayonetta which are also things that were announced the same and joe i know there's one more that falls to that category you didn't get your pikmin for no well that (laughs) was it all being finished it was apparently very close to finished in 2015 so who knows what's fucking (laughs) happened to that i think miyamoto just got bored and threw it out a window like i don't really go i don't understand what's happened to that game it's i think if someone somewhere has any access to nintendo i would love to know what's happened just waiting for the switch pro joe that's it it's gonna be the launch title Pikmin 4. Yeah, a million Pikmin on screen at any one time. <laughs> That's what I want. But yeah, I just I think it's a bizarre situation, that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one we've got is the Danganronpa Decadence. That's a good collection. name, isn't it? That is a good name. Danganronpa is just, it's just good. <laughs> um, I played 
most of the first one and for some reason never finished them. Uh, I played it on Vita, I think. I really enjoyed it and just never finished it annoyingly. So I, I'm tempted to go back to these because it was when I was in my, you know, it's when I was getting into Persona properly mm. and they're kind of that sort of feeling to them. Uh, if you don't know what Danganronpa games are, they're kind of half visual novels, half almost Ace Attorney-like games. Yeah. You're doing like trials to try and work out like the killer at this school. There's a weird bear. It's very odd. It's very Persona-y in that way. Um, why do they have to? Have, yeah, I might uh, be try at, these again. Why do they have to have it be at schools? It always makes me feel uncomfortable. You were just talking about the killer at school. Because it's a, a relatable. Exp- <laughs> it's not relatable for school. me, mate. <laughs> everyone's gone to school, though, haven't they? Well, I'd hope you have. If you're not, go back no. to school. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's. A, I don't know. That's probably it's not just deep in Japanese culture uh, yeah. more. But yeah, I might go. But I never played the second or third one, so I might go back to this. Not going to be high on my my list, but. Might check them out again. Uh, that's all. Anything else from Nintendo? I thought they had... I personally really enjoyed their stuff. Like I said, it was a good mixture of nostalgic stuff coming back and Breath of the Wild 2, which everyone wanted to see, really, didn't they? It was, a very, the- it was a very me show. Like, it wor- <laughs> It really worked for my, my specific Nintendo interests, so I was into that. Like, I, I totally get why people might not have got everything they wanted out of it, but I genuinely think if you're someone who maybe hasn't been into Nintendo before Switch... Or someone who hasn't dug too deep into the back catalogue. Like, I really think WarioWare and Advance Wars are going to, like, take some people by surprise. Those are really fucking good games. Um, mm-hmm. And unusual games. Like, stuff you don't get very often. So I think that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's move on to Xbox and Bethesda doing a big old thing together. And do you know what? I think that was partly of what made their show yeah. Most likely the best one this year. I really like Nintendo's, but I think consensus-wise, everyone thought Xbox's show was brilliant. And it helps when you have Bethesda there, who can supply you with fantastic mm. games as well. Um, and I think the standout for me, and I think maybe for a lot of people, was Starfield. Like, actually seeing a little bit of it, knowing it's coming November 2022, I believe, yeah. And just the words, they described it as Skyrim in space and a hand solo simulator. And you sold me right there on yeah. me wanting to play I, this game. I saw yet another little comparison they've done for themselves, which was really good, which is NASA Indiana Jones, which sounds fucking <laughs> oh, great. The, so we still don't know too much about this, really. No. But if they do actually end up going with the idea that this is exploration first, then that's what's really exciting to me. Like the stuff that's, the stuff that's really kind of got set my mind racing after this isn't the idea of like traveling around shooting aliens and shit. Like it's, it's the idea that this is maybe like a curated no man's sky to some extent. Like Mm -hmm. there's places to go and explore and find. And like, I fucking love scanning things in games and taking pictures of shit and putting them in little catalogs. And I want to do that. Mm. Um, Yeah. I'm really excited by that idea. I spent a lot of time doing that in Mass Effect recently, playing through the first time. I just spent so many times just firing off probes in Mass Effect 2. Like I, do, I could do that for hours yeah. just listening to music. And yeah, it's got that sort of thing. Yeah, In my head, yeah, it's kind of like half Fallout, half Interstellar. Just yeah. going around trying to find somewhere for humans. I don't know if that is what they've said yeah. the plot is, but in my head, that is what you're trying to do is find a new home for humans. If you uh, haven't but, heard the um if you haven't watched the little behind the scenes trailer with Todd Howard talking over mm. it as well by the way, the music is fucking amazing. It's so good. Um I'm also like I think, you know, in engine trailers are often 
slightly dodgy like there's somewhere between the cutscene and the gameplay mm. thing but i did think um i think it was destin pointed this out in an interview for us like loads of people on the internet were like oh great another cg trailer and you're like no that is actually what the game could look like which is a, that's almost like an accidental compliment for for bethesda mm-hmm. like people yeah. expect their games to look a bit janky and if it does end up looking mm-hmm. close to that that's a really good sign like that could be very cool that was that was my only slight negative with the xbox show in general was the two things i was excited for the most something we'll get onto later red four mm. and starfield is like i didn't really get a sense of what it's going to be like moment to moment playing yep. these games it's just more of a like a tease of you know thematically what this is mm. and i would have liked to see more but understand why we didn't you know it's early days well, you mentioned it just there they started with starfield and they ended with redfall redfall is the one that yeah we kind of knew nothing about like we knew starfield would be there kind of mm. we well we had a good idea and yeah redfall kind of came out of nowhere at the end and i was like it's very cool that arcane can now be the one more thing at yeah. the end of a show 100%. they get in that respect because they are so good and this game sounds like it ticks every box for me like a four-player co-op open world fps with vampires and not like so many whenever you think of vampires for me they always do like victorian settings mm. that sounds like vampires only existed in 1894 or something whereas uh, 1886 I'm modern day well, wait, actually, you know, were they the, what, the order? But, yeah, were they well, werewolves? Yeah, actually, that was werewolves in eighteen eighty six. Yeah, sorry, mate. yes, I apologise. Come on, vampires were a decade later. We all know <laughs> this is history. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm glad it's a modern setting, and it just looks like I love the fact that it's a four player open world campaign as well. It's not. I think a lot of people think, oh, another Left for Dead clone. I don't think it is that at all. There's mm. something as well that I really like about uh, Arcane's seeming real interest in like putting everything on an island like redfall <laughs> is a massachusetts massachusetts island and Deathloop is on an island lots of dishonored is on islands and they, they really like they seem to relish this idea of like a confined space that they can do lots of little sort of nitty-gritty twisty spaces in and i i'm super excited to see them do more of that stuff like that it's just it's always exciting to hear them do something new and i went into this kind of going like they're definitely going to talk about Starfield, but I, I knew Bethesda had to have one more thing. And I mm-hmm. fully had convinced myself it would be Dishonored 3, which I was super excited for. And then I didn't get it, and I was like, eh. And then I saw this, and I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if, Har- yeah. if Harvey Smith and his team is making this, then holy shit. I, I can't wait to see what that turns out to, like, to be. Yeah. I would definitely say, one thing about Arcane, obviously they make great games, but they have had a tendency to not necessarily deliver to the the casual consumer like mm. in terms of like marketing the products and whereas i feel like this one has a potential to be that like, i think there's a reason like a it, crossover there's a reason it was the last game in the show like yeah. they, mm. they know that this isn't your your usual hardcore like a million people will buy this and that will be it like yeah. this could mm. especially with the co-op element like that is a way to sell to people and then if you have that in game pass etc etc like i think they i think there's a bit of cold calculating business think behind the fact that arcane are doing something so cool as well yeah mm-hmm. um i think last year's one more thing i oh, know they opened it i've completely got that wrong halo infinite they showed more of it <laughs> um still coming at the end of this year they have confirmed uh they the big thing this year was showing off the multiplayer and i mean joe this is where you're gonna have to come in because i am not a halo person at all <laughs> never really played halo multiplayer did it look good to you Yes, I am well into it. Good. Um, I'm I'm like I 
I haven't been truly into a Halo multiplayer game since three. Uh, oh no, Reach probably. Um, and so, uh, but I'm very excited by the idea of this one, not least because it looks a bit nostalgic and it looks like they're doing a bit of like the original Halo style stuff rather than their experiments with it later on. But also just. It's free to play, but they're doing it in a really good mm-hmm. way. I don't know if you like if you heard about the stuff they did afterwards, where they're doing like if you buy a battle pass, it's yours forever, and you can continue leveling it up the next season. It doesn't disappear. You can also buy that every other previous battle pass if you want to, instead of buying that season's one. So they're being like really open with how they're doing it free to play, and they also have this thing that I think is a genius way to squeeze money out of particularly me. Um, <laughs> you. Part of your equipment is a personal AI with like different personalities and voices and shit, and that is just a way to get celebrity voiceovers and like characters yes. in there and do like mad shit because they've done that with like League of Legends announcers and stuff before. Is it like a sat nav add on? It's like a little weird face that you stick in your head and it just goes like, <laughs> You captured the flag, and by the way, I'm fucking Gilbert Can we get Danny Dyer in for this? Are they, is <laughs> it limited to the Halo bridge. universe or is it like just all popular culture? Right, right now, it's just different Halo voices. Like, there's right. no, I don't think they've even got celebrity, for want of a better term, Halo voices in there yet. But it is so obvious that in a year after it comes out, it will be like fucking here's morgan freeman doing it like yeah i'm I'm well excited for that like they they could put all sorts of like xbox and bethesda characters in there as well i guess yeah and we've all like we've already been having fun cardi and i playing uh warzone and having these shit john mcclain lines played out (laughs) over everything that don't make sense for the situation uh like when you get in a helicopter and he's like get in the car doesn't quite make sense. Um, but, it, does he say the actual quote from the film? Like, yeah, they just together, have a few laughs from the film. It's, oh, yeah, okay. it's very. They tried to clean up the audio and it doesn't sound quite right, but it's good. And he does have the weirdest neck I've ever seen. It's oh, like yeah. Earthworm Jim. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Earthworm <Very> Bruce. <laughs> so weird. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I like for some reason that's really stuck in my head. Just the personal AI dumbness is is very appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, we got a look at a new game from Playground. Not maybe the one people wanted mm. in Fable, but Forza Horizon people always want. Yes. So Forza Horizon 5 coming out in November, which was a pleasant surprise. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting a Horizon until next year, personally. No. Um, so it's amazing they've got another one done. The amount, like, we always say this, it's set in Mexico, by the way, if you haven't mm. seen, and it looks lovely. The ridiculous, like, I don't think there's better looking games than Forza Horizon games. It's, They're incredible to look at. I know it's a cliche to say that racing games always look the best, but previously mm. they always looked the best because they're in incredibly confined spaces, so you can do lots of stuff with them. Yeah. I don't know how Halo, how Halo, how Forza Horizon looks this good. It doesn't mm. make sense that they have this much space to fill, and it all looks that good. Something incredible. is up. I don't understand. What's going on in Leamington Spa? It's, it's wizardry. Remember when me and Cardi went to visit there and there was a certain area mm. where they just wouldn't let us go into? Oh, yeah. I don't think it was Obviously, they were just working the on a game we weren't allowed to see. I think it's where the wizardry was happening. Yeah, they have a, they have a bunch of sorcerers in there. The, um, like, sacrificing animals. This, um, the, the, the shots in this where it did, like, a static shot of a location and you were expecting them to go... When we visited Mexico and took these photographs, it was a wonderful time. And then it would just like pan over and it's the game going on. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? How have you done this? It's ridiculous. It re- I will play that game just because they're just, as well as looking good, they're just incredibly fun. They're the modern and skateboarding game. 
like just tooling about go. in a big open space and mm-hmm. doing whatever you want in it. It's like I, mm-hmm. I love the Horizon series; it's so good. Mm-hmm. And they've basically added what looks like the GTA Creator mode as well. You can just do mad loop the loops in the air yeah. and stuff like that. Forza Horizon, why not? Track Mania as well for some reason. Like it's so cool. Uh, they're just yeah, they're amazing. Like what an incredible studio. Like. I know it's obviously not anywhere near at the moment, but how good is Fable going to look? That game is that that will now be the best looking game ever. Whenever Playground make a game, I'm basically. excited. I am excited. Good lads. Uh, another one we saw a tease of, which I was confused by at first, was new game from Avalanche Studios called Contraband. When mm. they first started panning across this trailer, I thought that she's showing Indiana Jones, and then it's not that. Then I was like, oh, it looks like Just Cause, and then of course it's Avalanche Studios who make Just Cause. And it's an open world co-op game. That's all we know about it. Called Contraband. Is this just just? Yeah, it's like if you're gonna make something new, would you keep it in the same aesthetic? There there were some rumors flying around before the show, as always happens, that um, Avalanche was the latest acquisition by Microsoft. And so I kind of was watching this, going like, Are they about to say that this is Just Cause and they bought it? But it looks more to me like they've gone. Well, we can't use the Just Cause name, but we can pay you to just make Just Cause under a different name. Um, so, and obviously, like the big thing with people and Just Cause is they always want a multiplayer version of it. So, maybe that's their USP is like we finally paid Avalanche yeah. to do the thing you've been asking Square Enix to do for all this time. Um, so yeah. that, that's quite exciting to see. Don't really know any more about it. It's all speculation, mm-hmm. but. Good luck to him. Uh, St- <laughs> Stalker 2 is coming out in April 2022. All I wrote down for this one in our little uh, running order here was, it looks grim. I don't even agree. <laughs> yeah. Trying to influence really? my man, opinion there, mate. so grim. That man waltzing around, guys having a lovely drink by the fire. I thought it was oh, nice. There's, there's a little bit of that, but moment to moment, that game is going to be grim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesse's losing his mind. Definitely. Yeah. See what it's Jesse just not thinks. for me like there's <laughs> yeah. that sort of vibe you get from that and like the metro games they just they they aren't the worlds i want to hang out in yeah i to be honest yeah i've never really gotten into the metro series and i've never tried stalker but this does like considering this is a game that kind of came out of nowhere by a seemingly troubled developer mm. and stuff like this i was not expecting it to look the way it does and if oh, it, it comes looks, out looking that yeah. way and plays interestingly then i could really see see myself going for it like i'm into mm-hmm. it a similar thing with Atomic Heart, which I feel like we've seen in increments for about four or five years now. Like, mm. I'm still not sure if that game is real. Yeah. Every time it every time it looks like a completely different game as well. I'm not really sure what I'm seeing every time it's on the screen. I'm very excited yeah. to see what Atomic Heart turns it's out odd. like. Because I feel like it's going to be one of those European games where you're like, I don't understand what a single fucking stat <laughs> in this game is for, never mind how to play it. Um but I'm kind of excited by that in itself. It just reminded me of Homer watching Twin Peaks and The Simpsons. <laughs> just, I have no idea what's going on, but it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> There's a few more um, indie games as well, which you know maybe you don't typically expect from an Xbox conference. Maybe I'm being harsh. But um, anyway, they've got <laughs> Somerville from the co-founder of Playdead, so the guys who made Limbo and Inside. The moment it flashed on screen, I was like, "This just looks like inside." I thought, I thought, that's it, why. I thought it was that the the actual Play Dead follow up. But yeah, it turns out it's uh, it's its own little thing. Mm-hmm. How um, do we, how do we brand right? those games? How do it's I, the co founder of Play Dead? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. 
How do we like? I'll play it. Collect those games together. You know, like you got Soulsborne games and stuff like that. I'd call them like atmospheric platformers, maybe, or like yeah, doesn't roll off the got top little now. nightmares in that as well a bit. I suppose. Yeah, I think uh, they're all of a piece. Mm. Creep platforms is what I call them. Okay. Creep platformers. Creep forms. Uh, just to interrupt this, to say, I messaged Jesse saying, "What do you think of Stalker Two in three words?" And he replied saying, "Sexy Chernobyl game." So, yeah. <laughs> Good on him. <laughs> Can we move on from? They, didn't they subtitle it like Heart of Chernobyl? Can they we did. move on from Chernobyl? Yeah. Like no, know. they've had enough. Uh, they've had a crap time, haven't they? That is known. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Somerville next year looks good. I'll play it. Um, similarly, replaced Ooh. a 2.5D cyberpunk action platformer, which it's a very lazy comparison. I'm sure it's been done a million times. Does look like Blade Runner. It yeah. looks absolutely beautiful. Like mm-hmm. it looks amazing. It, it's some. I can't remember which way around it is. It's either about an AI that finds itself in a human body or a human that finds themselves in a robot body. <laughs> I can't remember which one of those is. Um, but. <laughs> It's one of those classic body switch situations. I'm into isn't it. It. <laughs> it just looks so horrible. I'm into it. Like it, mm. like it, just very grim in a way that I appreciate. That bit where he's climbing up mm-hmm. next to the hotel sign. What's the point, or have we reached it already? Where we get bored of cyber- say, what's what's the point? What is the point? Let's just give up. Um, what is the point? Oh, have we reached it already? Where we get bored of the cyberpunk look? I don't think so. I think if cyberpunk had nailed it, we'd be like. Give me there more, go, but yeah, yeah. I, won't, I mean, to be fair, they got their aesthetic bang on. I think I won't. It's not the main problem. Be, I, I, I won't get bored of games that look like this. Is mm. my point? No. Like, oh, it looks very nice. I'm just. It feels like there's a lot of these creeping up. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think mm. in terms of yeah. the aesthetic, it will get tired. But if uh, this looks like something I haven't seen before, like the way this is presented, so I'm mm. I'm very into it. I'm ready. I'm kind of slightly disappointed it was an action platformer. I kind of wanted it to be more of like a point and click sort of thing. Mm. But I think in my head I just wanted the old Blade Runner game. But there yeah. we go. Uh, I'll still, yet again, I will play it. Uh, a sequel to A Plague Tale or Plague Tale Requiem is coming next year. A game that everyone seems to love last year, but I never got around to playing. I know you enjoyed it, Joe. Yeah, I didn't fi- actually didn't finish it because um, it was longer than I expected it to be and it's quite sad. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But I'm into I'm into more of it. Like it's a very cool, it's a cool concept. It was surprisingly well done, considering it was from a smaller studio. And now that uh, Asobo have those fucking flight sim bucks, then come yeah. back into it and really pump it up. Those rat physics. Yeah, I want to see that rat tidal wave in real life. <laughs> I don't. That, Do you? that, that sounds <laughs> awful. In the controlled <laughs> conditions. Yeah. What, what's the control well, condition for a, yeah. a rat tidal wave? Not near me. <laughs> I want to see from it afar on yeah. camera in a different it's like country. One of those swimming baths that have a wave machine, like one of those, so oh, we can stand at it from a yeah. distance. Like what astronauts train in. I want to get an astronaut <laughs> submerged in rat waves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Subtitle for the podcast, right there. An astronaut there submerged in rat waves. <laughs> maybe that is the maybe that is the plot of Outer Worlds too. Uh, who knows? Could be. Uh, they've announced. Uh, probably not surprising that they announced the sequel to this because it did quite well. People liked it. Yet again, another game I didn't finish. Uh, yeah, same. Just uh, there was too much going on that time of year, and I, I didn't need another open world game. Not that it was even that long. I just didn't. Uh, I just didn't like it very. I'm much. with you, Joe. I didn't like it either. I even though I felt like I should really like it. Because what it was, fundamentally, I should have enjoyed it, but I just didn't. It did feel a little bit clunky to me. It was kind of had 
the Fallout problems, but I kind of forgive Fallout because I like a lot more about Fallout than I did about the Outer Worlds. I wasn't all in on the humour. It kind of had a little bit of the Borderlands energy going on, That's which it. isn't why I go to either of those four. Yeah, and someone uh, someone pointed out that um, it came out either around the same time or just after Disco Elysium, and so loads of people played Disco mm-hmm. Elysium, then moved on to Outer Worlds and just went, oh, this isn't <laughs> the same thing. Um, That's so, not a, yeah. yeah, it's not a RPGs hugely different now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm ex- we'll see. I I liked that little silly trailer that they did. I thought that was funny, and I'm into mm-hmm. that. That was so. very fun. Um, you're now a full time pirate sea of thieves boy. You're looking forward to hanging out with Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I'm less <laughs> excited about hanging out with Jack Sparrow than I am like a whole new storyline. Because so yeah. I've been playing throughout the second lockdown. I've been playing loads of the- Sea of Thieves, and we did the full campaign which is amazing. And if it's more in-depth than that, which it looks like it is, like mm-hmm. I am 100% all in. And it comes out fucking five days' time. It's amazing. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I'm really excited. I, I really... I can always say it. I really need to give CFEs a proper go. You do. It's amazing. Stuff. Yeah. Um, game I'm very much excited for, I've been looking forward to for a good couple of years now, is 12 Minutes, yeah. which is finally mm. coming out. August 19th, an Annapurna game, and do they ever really miss? I, I, uh, I don't think they've had a few so. very rarely, misses, but very rarely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, August 19th, not far away now. The top down game that happens in 12 minute time loops, starring James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Mr. Big himself, there Chopper we go. Boy, Willem Dafoe, <laughs> <laughs> Chopper Dafoe, the helicopter himself. <laughs> it's all in one room as well, right? Uh, I, think right? it's one, not, I think it's one. I think it's one apartment. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still, that, I really like that as a concept. I'm it's excited cool. to see how it, where it goes. Yeah, I'm really into it. It's kind of if it's a playable film, like I think it might be. I'm gonna be well into it. And like we said, Mister Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't look at him the same way anymore. Um, lastly, another one, people. I've been looking forward to for a long time. It's out in August as well, just six days after 12 minutes, is Psychonauts 2. I never played Psychonauts 1, and I know it's kind of like a cult Hmm. classic for some people. Do you guys have a Psychonauts bone in your body? Not really. It's never been the thing that I loved Double Fine most for, but... Exactly, yeah. um, I am always excited to see them try new stuff, and... I do really properly need to play Psychonauts. Like, I did a bit of it back in the day, but my computer couldn't really run it, and then it, that was kind of it for me. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, Tim Schafer being weird is generally a good thing, and so I'm not going to begrudge him being more weird again. Uh, so, yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm it's up definitely for one it. of those where I was happy for the people that were happy to yeah. see it, finally, because people want it. I know it's literally the most obvious thing you can say, but the chances of me playing it go up by 300% given that it's in Game Pass. Like, the fact that I can just mm-hmm. download it and try it and go... 100%. Yeah. Uh, I think is amazing. So, I'm into it. Yeah. It also feels very surreal that it's actually finally coming out as well. Yeah. I feel like it's been spoken about for a very long time now. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. It's, it's got that just... Alan Wake 2 energy. Like, where it's <laughs> one of those things that everyone's just kind of assumed will happen one day. But for, what, nearly 16 years. That's kind of nuts. I would like a new point and click though, please, Tim Shape. Yeah. That would make me happy. Now, now it's time for me to finally be happy. How about that? How Did about? about that? Was I, that your seg- segue to the next game? I, I genuinely <laughs> I think. 
I genuinely think we will yeah? get a new Monkey Island quite soon. I hope so. that I think, would be amazing. I think no, this isn't based on this isn't based on any. Knowledge. Joe confirmed it. Oh, don't amazing. Get me excited like that. <laughs> I just think <laughs> Disney keeps going on about how it's Lucasfilm Games brand is mm. going to do stuff outside of its own catalogue. Like I think they'd be nuts not to give someone Monkey Island to play with. Give it. Do you know what? Us. I love Monkey Island, but I think I would rather a Grim Fandango two than the mm. new Monkey Island. Oh, I don't know. There's that has almost more to live because there's been numerous Monkey Island games. You can kind of get away with it, whereas I think Grim Fandango. I don't know. It's been so long that yeah, yeah. you just can't get that wrong. I just feel like I there's a, there's enough Monkey Island out there to have your fill. Mm-hmm. Whereas it, like we only ever had one Grim Fandango, and that felt like a crime. That is true. Give me my fill, Monkey. I, I do. <laughs> I'd take either. Do you know what? I'd even take full throttle too. I'd take a full throttle too. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded, it sounded like a euphemism then. I'd, I'd take, take a full throttle too. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Let me get my, my shorts off. Out. <laughs> let me go. Uh, uh, let's move on to Ubisoft and Square. Uh, we'll go first with Ubisoft. Not as much at these two conferences. Bit of a slower year from these two companies. I think people would agree. But Ubisoft did have their one more thing, and it's the Avatar game that has been rumored, not rumored, like they announced it four years ago, <laughs> didn't they? Massive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not calling you my massive, <laughs> massive are the studio that make, <laughs> that make it. <laughs> Do we feel like um, we're perpetually in, in this state where Avatar things are announced but never come in? Uh, it feels like it's, it's been that way now. for a decade. It's actually going to come. The, this is the thing now, though. It's a first-person open-world game. And do you know what? I'm going to say it. I like Avatar. I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm right. surprised okay. by how much people say they don't like it. I do. You know, it shouldn't annoy me because I'm not like an Avatar fanboy. I think it's. I think it's a perfectly good film, and I remember loving it at the cinema when I first saw it, and I thought it was incredible to look at. When people just go, oh, it's just Pokemon. Oh. I'm just like, do you want to be any more boring? Yeah. It's not exactly a great piece of insight, is it? It's like, oh, actually, yeah. it's like Fern Gully and Procontis. Yeah, brilliant. Well done. Everyone else knows yeah. that. Yeah. And do exactly. those have fucking mechs in them? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to play as a Na'vi, flying around on a dragon thing, having a go at mechs. And I'm going to do it. If it's mm. like an actually good Far Cry Primal, I'm into it. Yeah. That's Ooh, what I want. That, that is a good pitch yes um, will it come out for avatar 2 though have well. they said anything about the story is it connected to the movies or is it its, it's own unique it's story a separate part of the world so it's okay. like mm. it, it basically sounds exactly like horizon forbidden west they're like oh. we're going to the the west we're not meant to go to and there's bad <laughs> stuff there like but i'm, I'm uh, into it i'm um, into it and i think it will look beautiful and but massive have got that and star wars going on at the moment haven't they Yes, yeah. Well, they we found out from Disney that uh, that they they gave them the Star Wars license after the first meeting about Avatar. Once they bought Fox, they went in, talked to Massive, and they were like, "Hey, by the way, we would really make a great Star Wars game." They're like, "All right, go for it, (laughs) show us." Yeah, show us. You think you're massive? You show us. Yeah, and Uh, maybe did as we we speak. We are massive. Uh, the Ooh. head of Ubisoft Massive has left the company. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Not so massive anymore, eh? <laughs> oh, what fantastic timing that is. Oh, oh he's not. Studio he's, in turmoil. He's going to a different... He's going to go and do a different Ubisoft thing. But yeah, he's oh, left Massive, okay. which is weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe this game won't be good then. I, I take back everything. No, I, I, I have faith. 
Um, Rainbow Six Extraction is a game in theory that we should be really excited for. Mm. And yeah, I'm struggling. Yeah, I'm struggling to get excited because I don't know what it is. Just well, doesn't. I don't know what it is. Look like a Rainbow Six game that I want to play. Really, I don't really mm-hmm. care about big PvP versus E type or players versus no. enemies type stuff. Yeah, that's just PVE. PVE <laughs> type stuff. That's not my thing. Often. I didn't no. think Outbreak was that fun when it came out. No. I thought it was a very novel experiment, but I didn't really understand why everyone cared quite as you much. Mean, like, if did. I want to play, if I'm going to play a game like that this year, I've got Bat for Blood coming out, which mm. looks fun. Like even the Alien game, I want to try. That might not be very good, yeah. but I want to try it because it's Alien. And even to an extent, that Evil Dead game. I know it's not the same sort of game, mm. but it's a similar sort of vibe. Like, yeah, like I don't know. Extraction just. I'd say my not doing a lot for me. My favorite thing about Siege is having the knowledge of all like operators and how they work against other operators and the map knowledge and putting that into action against other people and trying to like mm. outthink people. And this does feels like it strips all of that away and it's just shoot the bad alien thingies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'll still obviously still going to play it. Still I'm sure we'll play it together and maybe we'll enjoy it. Yeah, maybe you never we know. We'll enjoy it. But yeah. We'll see. Uh, that's coming September, which isn't too far away. Oh, like I said, September, very busy, because also in September is Riders Republic, which I'm weirdly getting into now. Yeah. Because, like we are saying, it's kind of that Forza Horizon SSX sort of thing of, like, it's just an open world where you can wingsuit and snowboard around and do whatever you want. Yeah. I love that they've got wingsuits and rocket wingsuits. Like, that's going <laughs> all in on the wingsuit game. Um I think it looks really fun. It looks really silly, and I feel like they're getting the tone right. When they first announced it, I thought it was going to be like, hey, guy, we're fucking crazy. And now Medical. it seems just a bit like, it's just like silly. like Just people mm-hmm. going home, hitting into trees and shit. I'm up for that. That's what I want. I'm into it. And it'll probably do surprisingly as well, well as well, because... Isn't there always like we're always surprised like the crew and the crew too have like millions of players. Oh, steep I don't know well who, as well. I've never spoken to them. Yeah, I don't know who <laughs> they are, but they're out there. Yeah, there's a million people that play the crew. Still, um, <laughs> the, there was a snowboarding game announced at Xbox as well, wasn't there? Shredder. There was Shredder. Shredder. Yeah, yeah. I'd like, like I'm glad that this one. stuff seems to be coming back. I want a bit more Bring of it like silly SSX stuff. coming back like, what if at EA Play now in a few weeks we get a new, a new SSX well, the market's just crowded I hadn't even thought about the idea dash they... pow everywhere <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I hadn't even thought if they about them maybe showing skate imagine if mm. they showed oh, skate oh god that's just too much I'm what if they sick. show off I don't know actually who would it be would it be a Playstation if they showed off Tony Hawk 3 and 4 remastered oh I don't know Ooh. Surely people they're going to do that. As much? That sold so well. Yes, but those sold so. Maybe they go straight to underground and underground. Too. No, no, come on. Yeah, it feels like <laughs> they'll very show a bit of that. bloody respect, mate. Come on. <laughs> if they bring back underground, I want to be able to email my face to someone again. That is my demand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still. That's one of my longest wanting to do a features ever is finding the person that had control of the email box full of people's faces. <laughs> Like, you know, I want to know what happened. And there. how many of them weren't faces. Joe, you know you do have the ability to email people your face still, right? Just outside of Tony Hawk. Oh, just normally. Yeah, but then it doesn't get put in a game. <laughs> Unless it's it can that, do. What was, that, um, what was that game you played, Cardi, where you could scan your face in? Oh, the one at Gamescom like two years ago. Like, uh, uh, it was that 10 cent game that... Oh, Sin... 
synth oh what's it called me and dale we played it together i've just the when, game. i vaguely have a memory of what playing that thing that game? i have no idea but you could just it's like the division but with was it called synth it's like massively synth derivative wasn't it <laughs> but it's one of those games yeah that lets you put your face in it and there's not yeah. enough of them about i want I more mean, face you games to send your like four pictures of your face to like some lab in china which Maybe it wasn't what I wanted to do. No, Honestly, but, uh, is that more dangerous than sending it to just a guy at Neversoft? To to- what if it was Tony Hawk? <laughs> what if he's just looking at all Personally the things? Tony approved every face. Processing all those emails. I'd love it. <laughs> he hasn't checked the inbox maybe- for years. Can you imagine how many are in there now? How that many faces? Maybe you just send a picture of your face to 20 developers and see what replies you get. Like just saying, here's my face. Can you put it in the game? See if any of them actually put it in the game. Here's my face. That's the, su- <laughs> that's the subject line. <laughs> and also Enjoy. the title of the, the feature as well. Here's my face. <laughs> here's my face. Exactly. Um, we got another look at Far Cry 6. I feel like I'm getting a look at Far Cry 6 every week at the moment. I know what you like, mean. <laughs> I know what Far Cry is. I'll probably do exactly what I do with every Far Cry. Play it for five hours and go, this is Far Cry. Uh and enjoy it. I know, Dale, you're probably 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm well into it, but I'm also on board with your idea of I don't need to see any more cutscenes with Anton Castillo before the game comes out. I feel like I've seen enough of them already. Like And Danny Rojas from uh, Ted Lasso as well. When you see mm. other games now, does it make you go, why are the faces in Far Cry so bad? Like, <laughs> they are, aren't they? They've never got face. I think that with Ubisoft in general, even like Watch Dogs, they can't get faces looking. Weirdly, good. Far Cry 3 was the first time I ever remember looking at a game and going like, the eyes are right. Like, they look at me <laughs> like a human looks at me. And then ever but, since then, fucked it. Weird mm, faces. Especially with Faz and his like, weird eyes that just looked into your soul. Mm. And now you get to play as Faz in the season pass for Far Cry 6. This was odd. Like, first they went... You can play Blood Dragon, which, you know, people enjoy Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon? Blood Dragon. I love Blood Dragon. And, and then they announced that, that weird bit of DLC, which is players, Faz, Pagan Min, and Joseph Seed from Far Cry 3, 4, and 5. It's like, yeah. what's that entail? Am I just committing, like, genocide? What am I doing here? This well, it looks horrible. like they're all in their own nightmares, so I think it's yeah. them being punished or hell or some shit. I would say oh, okay. Joseph Seed sounds boring. Yeah. You do not want to play as that guy. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know, I was kind of, I thought it was alright. Yeah. I'm kind of into the idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give it a go. Uh, and the last thing was Rocksmith Plus, which... Don't try and make I... me learn Ubisoft. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I, I would have loved, to be fair, I would have loved to have this 20 years ago. When I was yeah. like, when you first start learning, well, when I first started learning to play guitar. Like, this is an amazing looking tool. This this really sounds like you're like no use for me, of course. Now, master, I yeah. can't, uh, can't <laughs> hey, be taught. They said it's I, they I, said I it's for Rocksmith. all levels, so I'm sure I could learn a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably sure it's good, even if you are high level for just learning a song that you've never been able to learn before. Mm. But yeah, it's not something for me because I don't play guitar and I'm not planning on learning. It always guitar. surprises me that you never learned to play guitar, Simon. Really, I that's what kind of like my. One of my biggest regrets in life is never learning. You could learn learning. today, mate. You could get Rocksmith like, Plus. I had like two drums lessons when I was like 13. I was going to learn the drums and I just stopped because I was impatient and just wanted to hit them really hard and loud. Oh. That's not how you learn drums. <laughs> no. Dale, does it, surprise, <laughs> does it surprise you to know that I could play cello to quite a high degree? It does, but that's Absolutely. amazing. <laughs> that's not. I had you down as a bassoon. Nah. <laughs> I, I, some have described me as a bassoon, but I, I'm a cello. Oh, okay. 
okay. <laughs> Do you still play? Uh, or have you not no, played for a long time? Not. No, I got to like grade five and went, I'm fucking done with this. I'm too I, cool. <laughs> I want to live the like, wild life. <laughs> put down, put down maybe, the cello. Yeah. <laughs> when I was like eight or nine, I did learn the recorder for a year at school. And when I say learn the recorder, I pretended to play it during lessons and concerts and basically only went to those sessions because the teacher gave out little mini boxes of raisins. Yes. <laughs> I love raisins. But I Good like, choice. Hey, you know, if you get free little, uh, is it Minute Maid? Yeah, 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 little, little sun guys. Nice. I don't know if I'd ever nice. do anything that wastes my time for raisins. They didn't seem like good enough for. I wanted raisins. They're not good enough for reward. If it was like a chocolate bar or something, raisins. Do you know, what? I think sometimes there were like odd like M and M's as well. You could have now it's odd, odd M and M's. Just odd, odd M and M's. But yeah, that was Ubisoft. Like we said, a couple of interesting things. Largely stuff we already kind of knew about. Uh, Square opened with something we didn't know about, mm. uh, which was Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's coming in October, which was a bit of a surprise uh, from the Deus Ex studio over in Montreal. It can't be another Avengers, can it? Uh, it looks no, like it it's got be. more personality already. So is that? It's, it's just a single player game made by a good studio exactly. that makes good single player games. Like I'm, yeah, I'm into it. I think it's going to be all right. I don't think mm. the combat looks amazing, to be fair, but yeah. um, I like the vibe of it. I like that they've gone for somewhere between MCU and comics, and I like mm-hmm. that. There's some choices and silly dialogue stuff. I think it looks it looks kind of like Bo- Tales from the Borderlands to me, to a certain extent, which is always a good thing. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm into that as well. I, I I will play it, and um, yeah, I I'm kind of happy it's single player. I don't need another co-op. Mm-hmm. My game. like I like my co-op games, but sometimes you just want a single player. Yeah, my instincts was initially when they first said you're only playing a Star Lord. I was like, oh, that felt disappointing. But when I saw it in action. It made a lot more sense to me. It felt more like Mass Effect, where you're, you know, you're ordering your mm-hmm. your team around with you, and obviously they have their own unique abilities. I like the fact that there's eighties like special power, eighties uh, tracks powered special. I can't yeah. say what I'm trying to say here, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I do think maybe that might wear thin quite quickly, depending on how many tracks they have. Uh, but apart from that, I thought it looked really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I will play it. Um, they also showed, talking about Avengers, they showed off Black Panther. No actual gameplay, but we got a little story trailer. It's coming in August, <laughs> which is actually sooner than I thought. When they initially said Black Panther was coming, I had it in my head. This was like October, November. So I, I'm pleasantly surprised it's coming as soon as August. Is it enough to keep this game going? I, I just don't know anymore. I I think I looked the other day and something like 300 people playing it on Steam, <sighs> which... I know it's probably more a console game, but 300 people. Still, is it's still a Marvel low. game. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what they can do at this point to bring new people in or bring people back. I, like, uh, Deliver Spider-Man? Bring me Spider-Man. Well, yeah, where, where is Spider-Man? Like, genuinely, yeah. what the fuck I've is going two, on? So I've had two interviews in the last couple of months. And both times I've asked, they're like, he's still in our plans. Right. So that doesn't mean yeah, you're no, making no. him. That just yeah. means you're looking at him going, be good. Be good if he was in yeah. here. He made it. Yeah, God knows what they're doing. I mean, Black Panther obviously has a lot of fans. People want Black Panther in the game. I will jump back into Avengers and play it. I'm I'm hoping it. I'm just hoping it's not just an hour of missions and that's it. Like, they're calling this an expansion. 
It's got a new like Wakanda's there. It's a whole new biome, whole new villains, whole new enemy types. I'm just hoping it's not four story missions and that's it. Wave based arena. So after that, literally after that, there is no roadmap. We do not know what's after that for this game. Like death. Yeah, I know a lot of people. The guillotine said it's too big to fail. <laughs> I I don't think it is too big to fail now. <laughs> At all, it has failed. Like, yeah, yeah obviously it has failed. It's yeah. gone. Like they, and it, it's not big. It, <laughs> it's not. made the whole of Square Enix profits go into the red one quarter. Like that's a fucking failure from a Marvel games perspective. Oh, it's it's so hard, bizarre. Yeah. If they could do it again, like with, I don't know what they'd do. Just scrap the gears. I don't know. Do it properly. I know the pandemic obviously didn't help, but it's more than that. There's fundamental issues with this game. It's so. very strange. It's very strange. It's it's beyond saving. Oh well, I'll I'll still love you, Avengers. I say love you. I still like You'll it. Still hurt me. It was fine. Yeah, it's just That's that it thing. should it, still it be can brilliant. Be fun. I know. I should want to play this every week, but I don't. Don't worry, because thankfully Square have taken another beloved studio <laughs> and made their game a life service game. What I would love to, I say love to. I would have been hurt for you to see your face when you saw that. Babylon's Fall was a live surf. Thankfully, I already had lower than expected expectations for Babylon's Fall because it looks shite. Like, I don't. Platinum is by far one of my favourite studios in the world, and the fact that they're making whatever this is is confounding to me. I don't understand what's going on there. It, it looks like, awful. Yeah, and like people are like, oh, it has a, like, a gorgeous painterly style. And to me, it just looks blurry. Yeah. It doesn't even look nice. Yeah. It, I mean, this is what they did with Skyward Sword on the Wii when they couldn't make mm. big backgrounds, so they made everything look like a watercolour. This is on, like, next-gen consoles. What's going on? Why does it look like this? I, I just think I just... It, it looks proper, like, C-team at Platinum making this. And yeah. and then to say that it's a... a a live service game at the end of that is just like an absolute kick in the teeth. Like the platinum games are always about loads of shit stuffed into a small package. That's really replayable. And this just looks like they haven't finished. I, Mm -hmm. I like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Where's where's Bayonetta 3? Where is it? It's just being made. Like, you know, it yeah. takes a while to do these things, and they're not—they've not been shy about yeah. saying like it's going to take a while, and I'm happy to wait. Yeah, like I as long know. as it doesn't come out looking like this, delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the dragon game with the headphones, everyone. Wanted. What was that called again? Dragon game with the headphones, scale bound, or do you mean scale bound? Or do you mean <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy Origin because the character oh, looks exactly Jesus. the same? Yeah. I don't mention that, but it is time to finally talk about the main chaos. events. <laughs> Where is chaos? <laughs> Are you chaos? I'm here to kill chaos. This is all I care about. They're just some of the lines you can hear in the trailer. Does he say? Or, he says like you're stranger of paradise, a Final Fantasy origin, which is a terrible name anyway. He says, I, "Are you Garland?" Like, no, I am chaos. Oh, <laughs> it is like the first time you say it, you're like, "That's a cheesy line," and then they repeat it about eight times. In the <laughs> What's going on? Uh, it's, it, oh, it's... it's a lot of it in there. That's very Japanesey trailer that I don't like. They're all the the characters heavy breathing at all times as well. I can't stand it. 
in trailers. Kingdom Hearts are the worst. Yeah, lots of that. Chaos. Have you? Have either of you played the demo yet? I haven't. No. No. I. So I have seen people say, "Do you know what? It's not that bad from Mm. playing it." Well, I think people like the fact. I think it. It does look bad. It looks. Oh, it looks like a PS. People say it does look like a PS3 game. Um, Yes. But people have said like the actual action mechanics are really cool. Like there's like you can change jobs mid combat with a click of a button and stuff like that. And I think that sounds really fun. Um, I just wish it didn't look or sound or do anything like it does. <laughs> I just no. think it why looks so it, embarrassing. Why is it branded Final Fantasy? I don't. I, I've, it's, it's, well, it's set in the world of Final Fantasy One. Yeah, it's it? connected oh, to it? Final okay. Fantasy One. Yeah. Um, okay. Which again, like, if you're gonna pick any Final Fantasy game <laughs> to make a sequel to. The one from what nineteen eighty five? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. it's there's something cool about it, but there's something also like, who are you hoping to attract to play yeah, this game? That's, that's a big ask, isn't it? Isn't it? Go for like want. six or something, like one that's truly beloved. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I just yeah, but that's it. And six is the one that I don't know. If I was in charge, <laughs> like six is the one where lots of people have played it and people love it, but also it's been forgotten because it wasn't a 3D game and all the 3D Final Fantasies have been like big deals. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems that seems like a smart way to do this stuff. I mean, not to mention that they did this bizarre like we're re-releasing one to six on mobile yeah. and Steam and not Switch, mm-hmm. and they're just I think they're just widescreen pixel art games and like yeah, it's so odd. I don't know what's what going on. I mean, it probably didn't help Stranger of Paradise that it leaked a couple weeks ago and it was leaked as a Souls-like Final Fantasy game. Everyone got really excited. And PS5 exclusive, which it isn't. Yeah. Um, And it appears and it looks like that and unfortunate. But, you know, chaos rules supreme. So (laughs) we'll see him again. Uh, Till he's dead. Yeah. And we kill him. Everything, I think picked out that was worth talking about i don't know if you guys had any other think at capcom's they announced some village dlc oh well they put a black screen up and said due to overwhelming demand we're gonna start work (laughs) on it they haven't already been working on the thing (laughs) they didn't even foresee that village was gonna be successful (laughs) turns out people like resident evil so we're gonna give them a bit more unbelievable don't announce it but they had nothing (laughs) else clearly that was the problem i guess yeah They've got uh, monsters, they've got monsties, and that's all they got. Um, I would like to call out Planet of Lana, which I thought looked really Ooh, good. Yeah. Well, I can't even that remember what Keely's that was announced. Thing, wasn't Keely, it? that was it. So we did uh, we did Keeley's last Friday, but we didn't talk about that. So and um, and Toem, which I think looks amazing, which is like a mm-hmm. top down indie game about taking photographs, but the photographs are in 3D in what looks like a 2D world. It's re- it's a very cool looking mm-hmm. thing. And I just think it looks nice. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about that. I have um, I have a code for the demo if you'd like to try that out. Oh, I thought you'd used it. No, I haven't. Oh, I'll have that. You, if you're into it. Yes, please. Okay. Little gift from me to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Suck it, listeners. Not for you. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe can give us... You know, inspired thoughts from it. You're damn so right. That's what he does. You're damn right. Uh, yeah, I think that's. Don't know if you had anything else, Dale. No, I mean this is a pretty comprehensive list. So I think we covered the big boys. Mm-hmm. Nice, and we still got. I mean, Sony haven't announced anything. You'd imagine they're doing something in the next few weeks. They're not going to stay quiet forever. And Ooh. EA in a few weeks as well. So summer's not over yet. Let's do some feedback. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dale. I'm up first, and this is from Luke. 
no surname on this. Guess he didn't put a surname. Anyway, Luke, you know who you are, Luke. Hi, dudes. Last week, you were talking about weird orders of series and testing Star Wars on kids. <laughs> I did say that. I'm going to test Star Wars on kids. I've done that with my kids in a desperate bid to get them to like Star Wars. They only like the MCU. Never have they shown an interest when I've put them on for them until series one of The Mandalorian came along. They watched the series intently and fully and even were excited for series two. Ha ha, I thought. I've cracked it. I really sold that in uh, my performances. Ha ha. <laughs> Turns out... Chaos. <laughs> Chaos. Turns out kids know how an older film is as Disney Plus shows the year it was made in the film title. Sequel trilogy watched and enjoyed. Episode one was boring. Two and three watched but fidgety. However, my greatest tragedy was when I tried to get them to watch the greatest of Star Wars, the original trilogy. I got it up on Disney Plus and my nine-year-old's response was, do you really expect me to watch a film from 1978? Jog on. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> a nine-year-old nine saying, jog, jog on, mate. On. <laughs> also, it's from 1977, if we're going to be a nerd about it. I'm uh, sure that kid would respect you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. He's already telling his dad to jog on. There's imagine the, what he'd say to I you. I can't imagine a nine-year-old ever respect me for anything ever, so it's fine. I yeah. lost nothing. Uh, not the most successful test. Turns out kids are not as into narrative in the correct order as adults. Adults? Adults. Mm. Who would have thought? It's mm. a shame for them. I would say... I don't know yet. Like, how we read... They're getting really like film studies here, but how we read movies and film is like has increased dramatically in that amount of time. Like you can tell, it just we everything is so much cut so much faster these days. I can imagine yeah. seeing a film from 1977 is a tough watch mm. for a child. It's all to, about pacing. Yeah, like the last ten years, especially when you look at anything on YouTube, it's so quickly cut together yeah. and like transition and everything. Like kids growing up is used to watching things that quick these days. Like even what. 15, 20 years ago when we were growing up watching things, things weren't like that. There were still no. films. Were, like, start watching Star Wars to me was never slow as a kid. Mm. Like, whereas, yeah, if you watch, like, any MCU thing, they're all, like, quick, cut together, like... There's also the yeah. ex- experience of stuff nowadays where they can cut... They, they, they can cut across so much of the the expedition to get to somewhere and you automatically read it and understand it. Whereas someone for 50 mm-hmm. years ago wouldn't be able to read it the same way we can read it now as well. Mm-hmm. So it's quite interesting, but yes, um, I can see how the prequels were more in line with their, what they would enjoy. And I imagine the sequels were way more in line with what they might enjoy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. There we go. Uh, I've got a piece of feedback here from Marcus Yoxel. It's always nice to have a Marcus in there, isn't it? So it says, hi, IGN UKP team. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. We got him on the line. Marcus on the line. Uh, I love the show. Keep up the great work. I listen whilst I deliver Chinese food every Friday evening and it makes the evening go so much quicker. There oh, we go. I bet that's a good smelling job. It's not many jobs where you can say it's good smelling. But yeah, but that's that, a good one. But surely that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a negative as well. Because you're smelling you, all this delicious food, but you don't get to eat it. Not if you get free Chinese food at the end of it. That's true. Well, or you have it before, you and you're not hungry, and you just deliver yeah. it. I had this conversation last night. Like People love the smell of food, like a freshly cooked burger or something. That's a great smell. Like, but you never want to smell. I you can't never believe you brought this. We had this conversation in the pub yesterday. Why are you still <laughs> yeah, thinking no. about this? Well, it's because it's come out of the Chinese food. It's like... 
if you go, oh, that smells amazing. But you don't, if you walked up to someone and like shook their hand and they smelt like a burger, you wouldn't go, you smell good. <laughs> 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 no, like, you smell like a burger. They're not in an edible I, form. And as my, no, but as I made my point <laughs> well, well. yesterday, there's two, there's, you're thinking, someone, if you say the words, you smell like a burger, they don't, <laughs> they don't, the, the smell that comes to mind is, they don't smell like a freshly yeah. cooked You smell like a McDonald's, burger. basically. Like, yeah. Like, if I came in and smelt of a barbecue with that yeah. burgers on it, you'd be like, oh, you smell nice and smoky and barbecue. And that's smelling Maybe like a in burger. That, in that context, though, but if I bumped into you in the middle of the street, <laughs> like, oh, you smell like a barbecue. <laughs> I, think you, I think you'd be like, oh, that smells all right. Where were you? I been? would. I'm saying, why does like common, like, you never get like deodorant that's like barbecue rib flavor. <laughs> because you? <laughs> because you couldn't recreate that. That would be insane. <laughs> If we could we're, do we're that, try. the world because, would be a better place, but we'd have to be realistic, Cardiff. It's also not what you want a human to smell like. Yes, it might be a nice thing, but you don't desire it. You don't seek out to smell like a burger. Speak for yourself. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, Dale. You're pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather smell like Africa. Thank you very much. I suppose we do, uh, or voodoo. I love the smell of voodoo. Um, I suppose we do it with fruit. Like You have like strawberry-scented stuff. That's true. You know, if you mm. smell like strawberry, that's lovely. Uh, everyone should smell like strawberries. But I guess with burgers, anyway. no, they stay on this. I guess with burgers, like we kind of associate it with the smell of grease as well, and you definitely don't yeah. want to smell like grease. Well, fresh grease, no, like a nice brioche, <laughs> fresh bun. grease, uh, just like my mum used to make. Yeah, if I smell like fresh grease, I'd be into it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Marcus, who listens while delivering his Chinese food, says, "I just wanted to get this out there and off my chest. I hope you agree." Okay. Whilst everyone is hoping for a new Splinter Cell game for a great new next-gen single-player experience, I need Spies vs. Mercenaries back in my life because because it is without a doubt the most immersive, most addicting, somewhat strategical multiplayer experience I have ever had, and only really Rainbow Six Vegas multiplayer came close. It isn't talked about enough, and I pray that if a new Splinter Cell game is secretly in the works, that this mode is included. If you haven't played Spies vs. Mercs on Spin to Sell Pandora tomorrow or Chaos Theory, uh, it is a 2v2 mode, two spies and two mercs, to which the spies have to use the shadows, ventilation shafts and numerous hiding spots to their advantage and try and hack their way to the next section of the map, whilst the mercs have to stop this from happening. Being a spy was a third person mode, while uh, like a traditional Spin to Sell single player game, but mercs were played from a first person perspective. Can I get an amen on this? Are we getting any amens? I never played it. It's it's never. I've played games based on this idea, and so I mm-hmm. think it's very good yeah. that it existed. But yeah. it wasn't something that I played a lot at yeah, the time. Okay. Uh, or if not, is there any multiplayer experiences that really stick out for you as being the best? If so, what are they? Oh, and also R E S P E C T the C. Much love, Marcus from Tamworth. Are we your point- neck of the woods, Tamworth? It's not far right away there. from yeah, my own. Just before we get to this, we should point out that Loading Bar, now in Stoke Newington, actually has Respect mm. the Sea uh, attributed yes. to the anonymous, and not their fault, an anonymous user, uh, listener to this podcast um, on their wall as a poster, which is amazing. It's amazing. Um, it's a lovely touch. Marcus, Speaking of, like, I would say... I was going to say... Go, 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 go. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. I was going to say... I think it was Assassin's Creed 2's multiplayer mode. Mm. It was very good. Uh, Brotherhood, wasn't it? I think it started with Brotherhood. Was it Brotherhood? Yeah. Which one was it? It was one of the Italian I think ones. it started with Brotherhood. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a very good mode. Not not that similar to that, but had that sort of 
asymmetrical thing going on. And also, I never really got to play it, and I wish I did, because I think the one time we tried to play it, literally no one was on the servers. The prey mode, oh, where someone yeah. plays as oh, yeah. a mimic. Mm. Yeah, that looked good. It's a very good mode. Um, the, uh, like, Friday, Friday the 13th, to me, is a yes. version of this. And I think... It, to that idea of like two different sides that do two different wild wildly different things um one trying mm-hmm. to escape one trying to kill like that kind of stuff i think it just it's a really satisfying mode type if it's if they get it right and yeah i definitely think friday the 13th has its has its feet in this camp you even got to play fable legends didn't you i did play right? fable legends i played it a couple of times um and that was really fun like i think their problem was that the they didn't nail the being a villain was as good as being on the ground mm-hmm. type thing. Um, but it was, a, I think, still, it was a genuinely good idea, and I'm excited for more stuff like that to happen one day, because mm-hmm. it inevitably will. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping it's happening. I imagine it probably is. If people taking the Among Us formula as well, I know it was around before Among Us, but that's kind of popularised it, and putting it into you know 3D spaces and making it something... Mm. a little bit more intensive mm-hmm. or more horror i guess um so yeah I, th- I think that's a really like clever multiplayer mode but it is you just popular. want the thing the game yeah <laughs> that would be like, pretty cool there was a thing game like yeah ago, on the wasn't ps wasn't that just a single player game it was a single player yeah, game yeah. Was, yeah. yeah um did you ever play that xbox live indie game hidden in plain sight no which isn't isn't like this but it's just a game that gets forgotten and i think was amazing and is similar to the assassin's creed thing it's basically you played it all on a single screen and that single screen was covered in ai characters or little sprites and you didn't know which one of those you were and no one else knew which one you were so you had to first start walking around and just look for the one on screen that's doing the movements you're doing, but at the same time not make them look too obviously not an ai and then you had to find other people on that map who were also humans that you couldn't tell if they were or weren't and kill them before they killed you. That's cool. It was fucking brilliant. I really <laughs> missed that. Um, it was, it's such a, a good idea. Um, right. Good stuff. I've got feedback from Rob Harbour. But first, I've actually brought in my own bit of feedback, Cardi, what? that I spotted what? this morning. I've gone off book because <laughs> I saw this come in from James Martin and I just, I just wanted to address it. James Martin says, and this is magnificently mundane and that's why I like it. <laughs> hello hello all been listening for years on my work commute i drive from south wales to bristol four times a week on an 143 mile round trip and your podcast makes one of the trips a perfect drive every week prior to me hitting the m4 for the dreaded 50 miles per hour average speed zones oh, dotted all along the welsh corridor i, I always grab pain. a costa coffee and a flapjack from the local so garage cherry bakewell being my fave i have decided i've decided to give myself the title the ign <laughs> flapjack fan I'm oh. writing in to get the seal of approval. James, Ooh. you've got it. You're the IGN Flapjack <laughs> fan. I, I like it. I, you could have had that, or I would have also have gone for IGN Bakewell Boy. Bakewell Boy, Bakewell mm, boy yeah. Is, yeah, that was immediately what came to mind. <laughs> you can have both. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know the Flapjack's more consistent than the Bakewell. For could it be the Flapjack Bakewell fanboy? Yeah, there, there, there you go, James. That's all you want. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out of the way and make sure James wasn't left on, on the hook. You Absolutely. are the Flapjack boy. Flapjack fan. Anyway, Rob <laughs> Harbour writes, Oh, this is big. Uh-oh. 
Is this going to be a horrible story that you've made me read again? I don't. I don't think it is. Okay, good. From the small bit of it I've read. Rob. (laughs) Longish time, first time. I think, as in writing in. I may have written. Oh, I don't care about when you wrote into Game Scoop, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Skip past that. Where we got? Anywho, he writes after (laughs) writing about Game Scoop. Right, moving on from. Oh no. Oh no, I do have to read it because it's got a callback. All right, here we go. I may have written into Gamescoop at some point a few years ago with a 20 questions recommendation, but as far as I know, they never used it. Not that I care, as I'm an IGN UK podcast convert <laughs> like now. You care, Rob. And, I would, and I wouldn't have even minded if they guessed Rumble Racing for the PS2 correctly or not. After three months of crying yourself to sleep, you just kind of move on. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm glad I didn't skip it. That was actually funny. Anywho, moving on from my tear-soaked pillow stories and on to depressingly pathetic childhood woes. Growing up, I was a bit rubbish at bowling, which unfortunately in the UK meant every couple of months between the ages of 8 and 13, when it was a friend's birthday, I'd have to go to the same set menu party outing of a cinema, bowling and McDonald's. That is close to home. That's good observational yes. comedy, that. Good old days. Now I was, now I was pretty good at sitting and watching films, and a fucking natural when it came to McNuggets and milkshakes. But when it came to bowling, I was always a bit shite. If I could get, if I could get anywhere near a hundred points or above, I'd consider that a win, despite being near or at the bottom of the leaderboard. That sounds like you've got good bowling mates at eight to thirteen. Yeah, unless they had the bumpers up. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe they had the bumpers up and that little mm. that little slide you could have for the bowling bowling yeah. ball. But then you never had the bumpers in your entire life. I don't. Even as a child, like a like a very young child, I can imagine how upset you'd be. Very many young bowling memories. I just remember being all right at it. You know, (laughs) just a natural. Fair enough. I'm. You know, I know how to. I know how to get a stroke. Rob continues, but then an (laughs) unlikely digital trading platform became available. Tekken Tag Tournament. I always liked the Tekken games, and when Tekken Tag Tournament was released for PS2, I discovered the unlockable Tekken bowling mode. (laughs) It's fucking wicked. I got well into this for some reason, tried to get perfect scores, which once you find the right character, combo, and angle, speed, stance, etc., wasn't that hard. Fast forward to my next few real-life bowling experiences, and something clicked. No longer struggling at the bottom of the leaderboard, no longer looking behind me after I've just thrown another gutter ball to see my brother staring back at me with a shit-eating grin. I am convinced Tekken Tag Tournament was the turning point. Something to do with the angles, patience, and repetition in the game mode that transferred into reality, leading to later on scoring a PB of a 240-point game. Damn! That is decent. Off the top of my head, another game which I genuinely believe has transferable skills into real life was F1 2012. What? <laughs> I am now Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) Prior to that, I'd only played racing games like Need for Speed, which don't exactly require much patience or accuracy. So after restarting Monaco Quali, is it Quali? Oh, qualifying. Just qualifying. I thought it was a place. So I I don't like F1. So after restarting Monaco qualifying for the thousandth time to nail every corner, I suddenly understood racing lines, breaking points, and oversteer. Again, fast forward to reality, and I'm getting gold and silver on the go-kart track. That makes sense, because as I say, it doesn't really translate to normal driving. Yeah. Yeah. So, my question to you boys is, have you played any games that you genuinely believed improved your knowledge and or skill in a real-life activity? And for Buddha's well-being, pay homage to the massive body of salty H2O that covers most of our globe. Mm. There we go. A a rare Uh, Buddhist respect of the sea. I I went down go-karts, they said, no professionals. Yeah. Uh, Nice. (laughs) 
Uh, um, I would really mundane one. And do you know what I'm going to say? I'm bringing back football manager into the conversation because <laughs> maybe it's just football in general, but definitely from playing that game, you get such a vast understanding of geography <laughs> and just like knowing cities and flags and everything. Like it yeah. just gets ingrained in you. Like I love the town of knowing- Zebra in Italy. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, before, before a couple of years ago. Uh, but yeah, just that helps a lot. I don't know if it's an actual, that's more knowledge. I don't know, like skills. Um, I do, sorry, I do want to point out that you've just said that Juventus should be a real place, which it isn't. <laughs> it's in Turin. Oh, okay, Turin. Right, right, right. <laughs> Let's have a think about that. <laughs> um, um, other, yeah, games that made me skills. Unfortunately, I don't think any games make me better at anything. I think they make me worse at most things. Um, brain oh. training. <laughs> Help yeah. me improve my brain. I don't know. Um, that's kind of what that's for, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well... I, I, I could say get, something that's the opposite. <laughs> I got accepted for a master's course because I was going to write a dissertation about Mass Effect. Does that count as it making me better at things? Because uh, I thought about it enough to get me a master's uh, place that I then gave up to go and write about say, video games. <laughs> did you never write that dissertation then, Jay? I didn't. I tried to write it for my undergrad and they rejected it. So I what reused your, my application. What was your central thesis? Uh, it was that it was a superb modern example of the 90s movement of hypertext, Dale. I would say maybe as a boring one, golf, golf games, you can learn how to read greens and stuff yeah. like that. Like you don't get to do that every day. Just you don't get to go to a golf course and have a look at like how greens move. It'd be weird if you did. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wii Sports Club Golf, the one on Wii U where you could actually see yeah. the ball and used it on the Wii U pad. I genuinely think makes you better at golf. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have any real life skills. Yeah, that's the issue. Um, I'm trying to think. I would say with yeah. I. I always felt like rock band would be good for learning certain things, but I do feel like, if anything, it's not completely rac- accurate. I remember no. trying to play the guitar on that, and I was like, this is not in time and not in rhythm. Exactly. Like, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm decent at rock band and guitar hero. Can't play guitar. Drum, I like, suppose with the drums, there's aspects of that, with rhythm especially. rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Singing. <laughs> oh, it's, very forg- singing. it's very forgiving, that game. Yeah, yeah. You just have to kind of get... Yeah, have to say the right words, the right pitch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't really know. Maybe if anyone can write in, have you got any skills you've transferred from games to real life? Maybe you're now Gordon Ramsay and you started on Cooking Mama. <laughs> maybe, maybe you are. I mean, we can't rule anything <laughs> out. <laughs> we can't, we really can't. Uh, I think that's enough chaos for one day. It was organised chaos, though. It was. It was. It was. We did a good all right. time talking. It's time about to kill it. Stuff we're looking forward to play. Uh... What music should we have, though? There's um, so much. Is that Starfield music available just as music? Or it's it not just yet. I, I've been hoping it would be. Just put it on with Todd Howard's voice on the top of it. It's fine. <laughs> that sounds as good an idea as any. Yeah. Yeah, so we just play the audio of that trailer? <laughs> yeah, why not? Joe, that sounds like the response okay. to every pitch I've ever had, by the way. What's that? That sounds like a good of idea as any. Yeah, it's just yeah, that will do. <laughs> it will do. That is a solid 6 out of 10 idea. It will do. All right. Okay. Right. This has been fun. Agreed. Goodbye. Right. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Oh, and it's coming home. At Bethesda Game Studios, we love to create experiences that, through art and technology, transport you. 
We've brought that to many worlds, but never to what's above us. When we look to the sky, we wonder if we're alone, what's out there, what our future holds. In some ways, since every element in each of us is from the stars, we want to return. Starfield is our first new universe in over 25 years. It's a game we've dreamt of playing. And it's only now that we have the hardware, the technology, and the experience to push our creative boundaries even further. In it, we invite you to join Constellation, the last group of space explorers. It's a next-generation role-playing game where you'll be who you want, go where you want, experience our stories, and forge your own. More than that, Starfield's about hope, our shared humanity, and searching for the answers to life's greatest mystery. We have a lot to share. For the first time, we'll provide an inside look at the inspiration and process behind Starfield. We hope you'll join Constellation and go with us on the journey as we craft our next epic. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.